Hi guys, my name is Sarah Balding, and this is my podcast, Faithfully Following. So today we are going to be talking about where we look for satisfaction and what can really satisfy us in our lives. And we're going to start out with prayer once again and then dive right into it. So dear God, I just thank you for yet another day that we get to learn about you and your word and study it together. I just pray that you would help me to say the right thing and give a message that will touch someone's heart and change their lives. And I pray that they would be open to receiving this and um, would just take away from it what you want them to learn. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I kind of have a verse that goes over most of what I want to talk about today, and then we're going to talk about different parts of it and connect that to a couple other verses later on. But this first verse is John 4.13, and it says, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now, a little bit of context on this quote. This is Jesus speaking to a Samaritan woman at the well, and he is telling her about the water in the well. He's saying, if you drink the water from the well, then you'll become thirsty again. But Jesus has a different kind of water, and it will quench your thirst forever, and it will create Um, a bubbling spring within you that will give you eternal life. So we're going to be talking about the difference between those two types of waters today and how water from this world and pursuing things in this world will never fully satisfy you, but Jesus and God will sustain you and will make you feel whole and satisfy your spirit. So first, we're going to be looking in Ecclesiastes, and this has actually become one of my favorite books in the Bible. I used to be very scared of it because the first line, Ecclesiastes 1.1, in my translation, which is the NLT, says, everything is meaningless. And that's a little bit of a scary way to start off a book, and that theme goes throughout, but we're going to explain what um, the teacher who wrote this commonly believed to be King Solomon, what he was really um, getting at when he said that everything is meaningless. Um, So we're going to be um, looking mainly at the second chapter and... um, The little title in my Bible says, this is the futility of pleasure. And I'm just going to read a little bit about it and then talk a little bit about it. So it starts out in 2-1. I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. Okay, now pause. How many of you guys have said that to yourself? Like, I just want to get rid of all the bad and I just want to find the good things in life. I just want to have fun and enjoy myself. That's basically what he's doing here. And he goes on, but I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself up with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. 
I also try to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. And he goes on to describe his beautiful big houses. I'm going to skip a little bit forward. Um... I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. And it goes on um, kind of to sum this up in Ecclesiastes 2.11. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish... It was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. So we kind of have this picture of the teacher, whoever is writing this book, um, how he has tried everything. He has riches. He has beautiful women. He has singers. He has a giant house. He is drinking wine. You know, everything that should make you happy. And he tries it all. He says, I have everything. I didn't hold back on anything. Anything you could desire, I had it. And it was all meaningless to me. So that is kind of what I want to focus on and dwell in right now. Because no matter how hard we try, these earthly things that we're pursuing will never satisfy us. You know, I can come home from school or from wherever I'm at and I can sit down and say, I just want to relax and I'll pull out my phone and I'll scroll for maybe 15, maybe 20, maybe 30 minutes and I'll just be on my phone. And I think that that's going to help me reset. That's going to help me relax, you know, but at the end of those 30 minutes, I don't feel any better than I did when I needed to relax on whatever that is for you. If it's scrolling on your phone, if that's you know, watching YouTube, anything really that you are looking to, parties, um, your grades, validation through your grades in school, anything that you are looking for to satisfy yourself and to fill that void within you that we all know is still kind of there at the end of the day, those things will never fill that void. And that is what the author of Ecclesiastes is talking about in this second chapter. So now we kind of have a problem, right? Because if we are all struggling to find satisfaction in life, find purpose in life, and it's not where we're looking, it's not in that big house, it's not in being rich, it's not in those pretty women, then where is it, you know? And if we go back to John 4.13, it tells us that those who drink the water that Jesus offers will never be thirsty again that is a little bit more comforting because he is telling us that there is a way to satisfy your longing soul. In Psalms 107, 9, it tells us, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. So when you are hungry, when you are looking for something to make you feel better, if you're having a rough day, when you're having a great day and you're looking for someone to share it with, anything in your life, it always leads back to Jesus and it always leads back to God because they are the ones that are going to fill you and make you at peace in your soul. Um, 
And a lot of the time, I would struggle with these things. I would have a rough day or I would be stressed out with schoolwork or whatever was going on in my life. And I would turn to various things to help me feel better. You know, some of them were self-care, just like taking a nice shower and doing a face mask, all that type of things. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for me, I was turning to those things instead of turning to God. And at the end of the day, when I had done my face mask, I was like, there was really no point to that because I still feel upset. I still feel stressed. I still feel whatever. And that's because I hadn't addressed the problem with God and I hadn't brought it to God as I should have. So um, now I want to talk about 1 Peter 2.2, which kind of reminds us what we should be doing instead of looking to other things. It says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Now, um, this spiritual milk that we're supposed to be craving is generally assumed to be God's word, and it is foundational for our spiritual health and well-being. And what I really mean by that is you have to read your Bible, you have to talk to God, you have to have a relationship with Him in order to be satisfied. That is the, the main message if you take one thing away from this, because He offers us what will make us complete. In the garden, if we go all the way back to Genesis, we humans, Adam and Eve, were in perfect relationship with the Heavenly Father in the garden, and they enjoyed being near to God, and they were His, and He was theirs. And it was just this perfect relationship between Creator and created. And that was broken when they sinned, when they ate that fruit from the tree they decided to turn away from God. And since then, we have been separated from God. And we have this sinful nature that we are born with that leads us even further away from Him. And the only way that you're ever going to feel at peace is when that relationship is restored. And that is restored through Jesus Christ, who offers us salvation, who offers us redemption, who offers us this ability to be saved and to be able to become close with God once again. And so when you accept that gift, when you say, okay, I want to follow Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross to take the blame for my sins. And now uh, what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to follow him. And then you will receive the Holy Spirit. And with that, you'll receive all of the fruits of the Spirit that we have talked about in, I think it was my second episode. Don't quote me on that. But you will finally be at rest in your soul because you will be fulfilling your purpose on this earth, which is to love God, to know him, to carry out his purposes here. And that will satisfy you more than a night out partying, more than a Netflix watching marathon, more than binge eating, whatever it is. It truly fulfills you. I can't even begin to explain the peace, the happiness, the joy that you will feel in all areas of your life. And So we should be craving that. And we get that um, relationship with God through the spiritual milk of reading his word. 
Matthew 4, 4 tells us, but Jesus told him no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. We don't just live in this world um, living by bread, fulfilling whatever we want to do, pursuing everything that we think will make us happy. Instead, we live based on the word that comes from the mouth of God. That is what is literally going to sustain us. He uses this metaphor to explain that. So we need to continuously crave and know God's word. And that, it tells us, going back to 1 Peter 2.2, will grow you into a full experience of salvation. And I just want to give you guys a couple practical ways that I have been trying to do this in my own life. Like I mentioned, scrolling on my phone, watching Netflix, kind of those time fillers um, that I use during my own free time have limited me from growing further into my faith. And so a question that I want to pose to you guys is what do you do in your free time? What is it that you do when you want to relax? Are you reading your Bible? Are you memorizing scripture? Are you praying? And I'm going to be the first one to say that I rarely do that. And that is really sad to say, but I am trying to make changes in my life and I'm disciplining myself so that I do that. And I have begun a memorizing scripture plan where I have a book and I get to memorize larger sections of scripture. Right now I'm memorizing Romans 12. So that will be a journey for me because as you guys know, I'm not very good at memorizing, but I also have started a different devotional plan and I'm back on my Bible plan and really filling myself with the Lord has made me feel so much more at peace. I'm not as stressed out. I'm not as worried about everything that's going on in my life. This is a big season of change for me, but I can find rest in God. And that goes along with Psalm 46.1, which I have been leaning on right now, which says, he is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. So when I turn to him and I seek him first and I center my mind on God, I feel satisfied. And that is what I'm telling you guys today. You don't have to look anywhere else because he is the answer and he will satisfy you. So that is about all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining me as we learn together how to faithfully follow God.